I'm going to uh, I'm going to start announcing all the sponsors for tonight's class. Um, anonymous for my husband Simcha Batuvia Ida for him to get the most merciful sentencing to be reunited with his family, for the Davidsky family, grateful for the classes and desire to understand more. Anonymous for Rufu Shalema of Shimon Moshe Benadina. Anonymous for the Rufu Shalema of Chana Ora Bas Arai Yosefet. Leah Batahuva Bat Ariyan Yosefet. Elishama Nechama Bat Ariyat Yosefet. Rivka Bat Ariyat Yosefet. Daniel Binyamin Ben Ariyat Ariyan Yosefet. Anonymous for the success of Eliyahu Ben Zion Ben Dober. And the success of Yerushalayim and health of Yosef Ben Rachel. Yehuda Simcha Ben-Ziva, Shira Leah Ben-Ziva, Ariel Moshe Ben-Ziva, and Ziva Ben-Bracha. Abishai Abihiva for, for new employment, employment and Shemirat Tabrit. Anonymous for all the singles for the sh- looking for a, a soulmate and shall abide in healthy for Pranasa. Anonymous for the protection and blessings for me and my six children. Anonymous for the to enjoy the classes and positivity. Uh, anonymous for sponsoring for Shidukim Rachel Fruma Perla and Fruma Batsara. Rachel Batoba to pass her bar exam, Ebi Shako for success in Parnassa, sponsored by Abraham Cohen to thank Adali for the classes, Anonymous Lunishmat Yosef Ben Simcha, Anonymous for the health and safety of all Kolisrol, Rufur Shalema for Rivka Masha by Yitol Chenda, Shiduk for Yosefa, Daniela Bat Kayla Luba, and all the singles who are looking for their Zivu game. Anonymous for Parnassa, Anonymous in honor of Shamul Ben. Edward, Edward Ben Ben Ephraim, Daniel, and also Leo in Lunishmat, Yerachmiel, Daniel, and Gedalia, anonymous for health success of my husband, children, Kolishrol, anonymous for Rufu Shalem of Shoshana Bat, Leah Bat, Daniel Chana, Rufu Shalem of Hatzalah Ben Yom Mitzvi, Ben Daniel Chana, and Hatzalah for Yisrael Ben Zed, Ben Daniel Chava. Also for all the, the royal, your loyal listeners in Scottsdale, Arizona, Rufu Shalem for Rivka, Masha by Yitochenda and anybody who needs a Shiduch, Yosef Daniela Bat Kaila Huba Luba, and for gratitude of granddaughter Cecil Esther Bat Chaya Rachel Leah and all the anonymous sponsors. Okay, guys, welcome, welcome to the class. Just want to give you guys more or less. Just want to point out the books. Give me one second. Today's class is going to be in the books that we're going to be using today is Restore My Soul. Restore My Soul is a is a, a great book on struggle, on going through obstacles. It's a great, great book. This is called Restore My Soul. Another book we're going to use today is a The New Light. This is another great book. This is a great book. It's by a book by Rabbi Rush. It's a book on, on yearning. And we're going to also use the book called uh, Garden of Souls. This is a great book on suffering. Anybody needs a great book on suffering, on trauma, strongly recommended, Garden of Souls. So those are the predominant books that we're going to use. And of course, we're going to use Lesson, Likud Tomorrow, Lesson 5. After the class, we're going to be able to do questions, etc. I just want to make sure everybody that the sound is good, everybody can hear me really well, so we could start. Okay, perfect. So today's class is going to be How to Find Positivity in Negativity. Um, we, we don't have to be uh, that smart to figure out we're in a very, very negative situation out there. 
Um, there's a lot, a lot of stress out there. There's a lot of turmoil in relationships. There's a lot of turmoil across the board. And we have to find a way to see positivity in this. And today I'm going to basically give you guys some, some Torahs from Rabbi Nachman on his advice on finding, how, how do we practically find um, positivity? And there was one, one big statement that I've learned throughout my life is you have to know how to win but you also have to know how to lose. Remember this concept, you have to know how to win, but you also have to know how to lose. In life, sometimes we lose and we, 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 we run away. We lose, we lose our self-worth. We lose, we take it personal. Sometimes you have to know how to lose. I can't tell you this enough. It's a very, very important message. Winning is not winning is easy once everybody, everybody can win once in a while. It's not a problem, but you have to know how to lose. What's happening? What's happening lately is we we lose and we lose our self esteem. We, we failure. We start losing ourselves. We jump into addictions, etc. So remember, that's the first concept. Finding positivity, negativity, and positivity is really the greatest, greatest breakthroughs happen after breakdowns. Nobody breaks through without breaking down. So that's a very important message that we need to understand because we need to have a lot of compassion for ourselves today. It's very easy to beat yourself up. It's very easy to be hard on yourself. It's, it, it's normal, it's negative self-talk. And this is a time where you really, really have to be careful on watching that inner critic inside of you, inside of us. And if you start knowing how to lose, the wins will be greater. But if you win and you don't know how to lose, the losses will end up taking over the victories and you'll have nothing left in life. And this is where my classes are here to basically give us hope and give us resilience and give us proper meaning when we're in that loss in life, when we're in that lesson, when we're in that breaking of the vessel, um, where, where do we, we attach meaning to? That's very, very important. This is where our attitude really makes, uh, uh, attitude is everything. Once we, if the attitude's right, everything else is right. But again, everything comes back to the dot. Our sages even tell us that the greatest prayer is a prayer of a poor man, a prayer of a person who's an ani. Ani means a person is lacking light, lacking knowledge, lacking, lacking direction, because that person prays from your heart. So the, our sages are not telling us that the greatest prayer is a prayer that the guy's, you know, he's in he's in a great state. No, he's. We're talking about a prayer of an ani. So the, clearly, the message is that there is a, there's, your, your creator loves a person who is brokenhearted. And there's times in life where you're going to be brokenhearted, and that itself could be the, one of the greatest prayers you'll ever have. So sometimes we have to go into the constriction, sometimes we have to go into very, very dark places to reveal the greatest light. If you don't understand this concept, we can get really, really lost in life. That means... You will go to the darkest places in your life to reveal the greatest light. I see this across the board in my personal life. You know, I was in a very, very dark place where the light of Ramnachman was revealed to me. I was in a very dark place in other areas of my life where all of a sudden the greatest light was revealed to me, where I thought there would be completely no hope or etc. So remember, another important concept, the greatest light is revealed in the greatest darkness. And this is something where Rav Nachman teaches us this. And if you're able to know how to lose, if you're able to handle those rough days, you're going to be able to build the appropriate vessels. 
Rav Nachman tells us in Lesson 66, something very beautiful, Lesson 5, and he tells us, <coughs> he tells us, anybody who makes a Hashem as a partner in distress, they double his livelihood for him. And the Pasuk from Gemara in 63a, and what is he saying here? Is anybody who makes a, Hashem as a partner in distress, that means he puts him as a partner in his problems, a partner in his struggle, a partner in his challenge. What happens? This person ends up getting double. He ends up getting double what he would have gotten if he didn't go into the distress. So now we're saying, okay, you're in distress. What does distress mean to you? Distress always, if you put God as a partner in distress and you hang, hang in there, and you don't lose your faith, you end up getting double. So it's a, it's a very, very important message for us to not lose our hope in distress, to put our, our Hashem as a partner in distress. And this is an amazing message. Many times I've had situations in business, I've had situations in life where I was in tremendous distress. So we have two options when we're in distress. We can you know, complain or and check out, or we could say, Hashem, I'm in distress right now. I'm putting you as a partner in distress. And when you do that, Rashi says that you will have double. You will make double. You will have the double opportunity that you never would have had. So remember, you have to go through the distress in order to put your partner in distress. Because remember, how could I put Hashem as a partner if there's no distress? So the distress actually causes the double. Practical example of this would be would practically be saying thank you for my issues, putting Hashem as a partner, knowing knowing it's happening for you. <coughs> then this is a very 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 important message. Don't let don't get knocked out because of distress. Look at part look at look at the situation. Put Hashem as a partner in it. And this is a very very important message for us. So no number one, know how to lose, know how to lose, know how to have. You're having those days that are very bitter, there's rough, hang in there. Don't, don't cave in, don't make it worse than it is. Number two, look at distress as a time for an opportunity. For example, we know that a lot of people from this virus became very successful. Not everybody got, not everybody unfortunately uh, is suffering. Some people became financially successful. Some people really, really did well. Some people created a, tr a tremendous shift in their families. But some people, this virus opened up wounds that they never addressed. So you could see not, there was positivity even in this virus. Even right now, as we're dealing with the third strand of this virus, it's still easier, thank God, the Omicron is not as bad as the first two. So even if we're getting hit with the new numbers and the numbers are growing, we have to still look at the positivity in that, saying, you know what, thank God this is a much milder version People, a lot of people are hospital, less, less hospitalized. Maybe this is the end of the road. There was an article in Israel that said this could be the end of the light, this could be the end of the, of the, the virus. But yet, the numbers increase. So I'm just giving you guys an example. Successful people are able to see that instead of always, always, always taking everything personal and, and, and being in distress and, 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 and going away from our Creator. And this is where you're really going to get tested in life. So that's what Ramnachman says. Put your partner, put your put, put heaven as a partner in distress. Whoever recites a blessing, even over his misfortune, and he prays for mercy, his creator will give him double the money. So remember that you have distress, double up, etc. 
usually you'll see sometimes where, you know, sometimes a couple will go into a relationship, they'll have a bad fight, and in that fight, they'll, they'll make up double what they would have made up before. That means that they, they had to go through very, very, very difficult situations in order for that new fight became a new blessing in the relationship. That means every single fight, every single, it's not that every single fight is good or bad. Sometimes you have to go through that simsum and Kabbalah, we speak about a contraction for an expansion. Contraction means God's testing you, there's no clarity, there's a test. Then, in that, in that test, the person has to expand. And this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman says here in this book called A New Light. So he says here, why in the world did our Creator put us in this world full of obstacles, full of difficulties, full of all kinds of challenges? In addition, why did He create man with a powerful evil inclination that incites him every single day and every single night and misleads him with all kinds of delusions and makes him constantly depressed? Hashem gave the evil inclination the power to overcome and rule over a person. Hashem did this so the person would get res- will get rewarded for his results. <coughs> so this is a very, very important. Your Yetzirah at the end of the day is your friend. Don't look at your Yetzirah. Don't look at your ego sometimes as something bad. Look at your ego as a chance for a person to overcome and get success in life. So the ultimate under- understanding Rabbi Nachman says that everything you see in life is a test. You're constantly getting tested. You're getting tested. That's exactly the purpose of free will, is to get tested. And it says everything you see in the world, everything that exists in the world is all for the sake of free will and for the sake of testing you. So remember, you're getting tested. A lot of things that don't make sense, you have to understand it's a test. It's only a test. Somebody's asking where to buy this new book. You can buy it on, I think, Amazon. You can buy it on Breslov.il. But this book is, is really, really, really... What this book is all about, is, the whole book is all about yearning. It's creating that yearning, creating that vessel when you're getting tested. Because remember, what yearning do I have when I don't get tested? Excuse everybody for my cough, but... <coughs> so he says, everybody can attain this. Exactly, when the, when the world, but you have to recognize the whole purpose of the Yetzirah is only for the sake of that. When I choose right over wrong, that is the greatest satisfaction that you are giving your Creator. So remember, anytime we overcome a test, it is the greatest satisfaction that we give our Creator. Another beautiful, beautiful Kiddush that we want to talk about is this is this book called Restore My Soul, okay? Restore My Soul is a book on struggle. So, Ram Nachman tells us when a person rises from level to level, he has to, his, to the next level, he has to always go from a descent. The purpose of a descent is for the sake of an accent. Same concept, guys. It keeps on, this concept keeps on repeating itself. So this is why I keep on, you know, we, we have to constantly reinforce not to let, not to stop. Your job in life is not to stop. Your job is not to focus on how you're feeling, whether you're feeling clouded, whether you're feeling confused, whether you're getting your prayers answered, whether you're not getting your prayers answered. 
you have simple instructions that, that Rabbi Nachman has given us. Don't stop and fight the fatigue. Period. This is exactly the message that Rabbi Nachman has to constantly for us. He's saying here clearly, don't dwell on Yeridot. Don't dwell on, on, on the fall. You dwell on the fall. All falls are for the sake of rises. So even in life, we have to recognize, we have to make a lot of emphasis that we constantly feel rejected. Sometimes we feel like we're rejected by a creator. We we're trying to speak to him. Nothing's coming out. Or <coughs> anything we're doing, we feel a rejection. And that, those rejections are only illusions in our minds. Our job is to not stop. And this is where you have to build fire. If you see the... This is Rabbi Nachman's logo. Fire. His whole essence is fire. This is Rabbi Nachman. Get rid of the clouds. Fire. This is exactly what you have to understand in your life. Relationships. How many times do you get into relationships? We have highs and lows in relationships. You can't stop. Your job in life is not to stop. No matter whether you feel it or you don't feel it. As long as you don't stop, you're going, you're going to end up winning the war against the evil inclination. And the evil, the, the war against the evil inclination today, against your ego, against everything, is not through laziness. It's through tremendous strength. This is something we need to really, really understand. But constantly, you, we're, 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 sometimes we're too focused on, you know, many times when Nachman even says here, that a person could all of a sudden work on, on cleansing himself spiritually. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> he gets these fantasies in his mind that he had before, he, these sexual attacks. And he thought, wow, I, I thought I was already done with this. I thought I was already fixed. I thought I was over, already over with this. <coughs> Opposite. Sometimes these thoughts and these, these illusions and these sexual fantasies come to a person in order to now, he's getting tested with the same exact thought that before he acted on it, now he doesn't act on it. Now that this is this is the way he repairs the negative thought. So sometimes we're saying, "Why am I getting so many negative thoughts? Why am I getting so many negative thoughts when I do something?" It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means that you're finally getting to a point of action. You're finally getting to a point of repair. Before you get into a point of repair, you're going to get tested and you're going to get the same thoughts again. So you shouldn't fall because you you get these negative thoughts or you get these fantasies or or guys that are doing the 40 day challenge, they're constantly getting thoughts and, and they're getting discouraged by that. And you shouldn't, because at the end of the day, it's like a great analogy would be like, you know, let's say you stole something from the store. The only way for you to repair that problem is to go back into the same situation and not steal it. So unfortunately, you're going to get tested to steal again, but it doesn't mean you're a cook. It means that you have to be put in the same situation in order to fix something. And this is something that we need to understand. <clears throat> this is why sometimes we get tested over the same things over and over. It's not because Hashem wants to punish us, it's because <coughs> He wants to test them. Give me one second, let me just drink some water. See, even my, even this class was a test. I was coughing all day, but we can't let, we can't let any obstacles, how do you feel, don't how you feel, we have, to get, we have to keep on moving. Another beautiful lesson that really, really changed me is Lesson 66. Lesson 66, Ramnachman says something very beautiful in this lesson. Thank you, thank you. He says, 
the extent of a person's des desire is determined directly in the obstacle that heaven has arranged from you. For example, when you need something in your life, let's say you need to work on your anger, or let's say you need to work on trusting people, or let's say you need to work on um, <clears throat> getting over the past. Whatever area in your life, we all have an area in our lives that we really, really, really are suffering with, that we're, it's costing us, and, and just keeps on happening, happening over. It says, whatever area in your life that you're struggling with, it's not because you're getting punished. It's because that's the area in your life that has the most potential for it. So for example, if you have an area where you're, you, know, you're, you have low self-esteem, and your whole issues are dealing with self-esteem issues, and every time uh, you become very sensitive to everything, that obstacle is strictly made because on the other side, you're going to get tremendous amount of growth. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. You could see the obstacles already in this class. But you shouldn't look at an area of your life where you're struggling in as something bad. Look at the other area, look at that area of your life, that if you pass that area of your life, you're going to get tremendous success. And this is what he's saying here. Whatever area in your life, the barrier, the only reason why you have that barrier is for the sake of desire. So you're going to have a greater desire to do it. For example, if you give a child an object and you grab it from him, the child wants it more. The same thing regarding spirituality, holiness, anything like that. Anything in your life that you have a struggle in, you have to recognize your Creator wants you not to give up, but He wants you to turn it up. Period. Go from giving up to turning it up. That means anything in your life, whether it, just, and we're all rooted completely different. Whatever area of your life you have tremendous potential in, but that area has tremendous obstacles. So you almost have to tell yourself, you know what? I want this goal. And then you're going to have to pay a price for it. For example, let's say you want to lose 30 pounds. Maybe you have a problem with emotional eating. And that emotional eating is costing you a tremendous amount of low self-esteem, a tremendous amount of pain. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And then you have to say, okay, what price am I going to pay for that, that 30 pounds? That means it's not like because something comes to you, you get it. You have to constantly, constantly, constantly desire it. Now, Rav Nachman tells us that whether or not you break a goal or not is dependent upon the amount of desire you have in that goal. And he says here, if a person is prevented from something, it's for him to, to increase his desire because a creator is very interested in our desire. You know, if we have children, um, you know, sometimes we test people. We want to know if they're really into it or not. If they're just doing it to do it. But when something is taken away from you in life and it's very, you need it, that's because you, there's a potential there. And this is something that you really, really have to understand that. Otherwise, you know, people tell you, oh, I tried, I tried meditation for five minutes, it didn't work. Well, meditation for you with an, with an anxiety problem is oxygen. You need to be able to fight those days that you can't even focus. Or anything else in your life, whether you're, you're dating and you have a problem with, um, you know, a problem with lust, and, you know, you can't stop thinking about that all day long. You have to be able to fight these situations in your life. It's crucial, he said in here. Because the more something is withheld from you, the more you need to desire. The same thing applies to anything, any obstacle. 
obstacles are for the sake of desire. And the greater the desired object, the greater the obstacle. So you should know, you know, sometimes for me going to Uman, me going to, uh, you know, getting, um, writing a book today for me is a tremendous obstacle for me. I, I'm trying to write it and it's just, I'm so disfocused. So that I know once that book comes out, there's going to be tremendous light from it. But there's so much of a, the Yetzirah of obstacles, you know, getting it, getting the right title. And, and it's just a constant, constant obstacle. But what I need to do is I need to pray and I need to want it. The more you want something, the more that is going to come to you. This is pretty much the law of attraction. From your obstacles, you know where your greatness is. <clears throat> and believe it or not, we all have them. We all have them. Because I'm going to explain to you one thing. There's nothing worse in spirituality than being cooled off. Nothing worse. That means if you want me to tell you the worst thing you could do, and this is the Gemara gives us a beautiful analogy. It says if you're praying and, you, and a snake comes and bites you, you could still pray. Right? If a snake is around your neck. Because the snake is venom. The snake is hot. Even if you're angry, even if you're upset, at least you, you have warmth. But if, if a scorpion bites you, then you have to stop praying. What's the difference between a snake and a scorpion? A scorpion is cold. Anytime we start getting cold, we lose our desire. Basically, that brings the most. That brings us to a state of sleep, and that pretty much is the beginning of a comfort zone. And a comfort zone is the beginning of many, many other problems that we know about. So our job as Jews, our job as as, as children of God is to desire our Father, to desire our Creator, at no expense. And we have to do whatever we have to do to get there. We have to do whatever we have to do to get there. And He's not judging us on the results. He's judging you on how much you want it. Remember that. Don't get confused with the, with the, uh, with the results. Get, get more leverage on Creator of the world. I want to speak to you. Creator of the world. I want to do this but I'm getting tremendous obstacles. And you've told us many times that the only way to, to get through it is through tremendous obstacles. And this is what he's telling us here. The, gen, the key to everything else is desire. If you want it bad enough, you're going to get it. Period. If you don't want to want it bad enough, you're not going to get it because the obstacle becomes stronger than the person. So, bottom line. And where does desire come from in Kabbalah? It's called Keter. Keter is the highest light. If we look at the Kabbalistic channels, I don't know if everybody can see it, I'm going to put it on the map, but this is like basically a, a chart in Kabbalah. If we see the chart here, everybody can see, pretty much. All energy comes from here, Keter. All energy comes from here and it channels down. This is what, it, this is what creates the blessings to come down. That's the start of Keter. Keter goes all the way down to Malchut. But if there's no desire, there's no ket, there's no pipeline. So that's just that's a simple a, lit, a simple uh, chart on Kabbalah. How how the how all the shefesh comes down, and the blessings come down. Everything has to start with this. So and this is where we constantly say, where there's a will, there's a way. This this concept where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way means if there's desire, you're going to get it. If there's no desire, the obstacle or the excuses are going to be bigger than that. This is why we have to always understand something very important. 
we don't need to understand how to do it. We need to get a bigger why, why we want to do it. It's not enough when you ask a guy, you know, listen, imagine somebody's getting married. And you tell her, listen, you know, you want to fit into your wedding dress, you got to lose 20 pounds. She's going to say, how am I going to do it? I tried this, I tried that, I tried that. But, if she, but all of a sudden she says, listen, I got to fit into that dress no matter what in three weeks. The why is going to be greater than the how. The how is not going to make a difference anymore because the why became greater. And this is the key to everything in life. When you have this, this you know, when a person either has a shalom bayit issues and says, Hashem, I need to fix this marriage, whatever it takes, I'll do anything, I'll pray, whatever it is, he's going to develop that desire. And, and the best way to express desire is through obviously praying. Praying creates the desire. Because Kabbalistically, things have to go through three things. Thought, speech, and action. First, I have to think about the situation. Then I have to talk about the situation. Remember, I'm developing it. And then the action comes after those three things. So this is something that we all need to understand. You have to stay hungry in life. You have to stay strong. You, you, the worst thing to do is to stay cold. It's better to be upset that you're not getting there. And use anger the right way. Use anger to fire yourself up instead of use ang using anger for, the, for, unfortunately, the other ways. So this is very, very important just to, to understand this concept. So what's stopping us? Well, we already know. We already know. We have to desire, right? That's another thing. We have to tr use tremendous desire to win. So what, what do we need to do? What's really the key element? Is ourselves. From Nachman says, read it from your If you believe it or not, you're going to hear the prayer. Save me from my own self. Believe it or not, we are the problem and we are the solution. From Nachman has a beautiful prayer. He says, my mind and my soul are so confused and damaged. I've lost the power of holy speech. I've lost my desires. I've lost my wanting. I've stopped wanting. I have no idea how to present my prayers to you. Even though I have made many mistakes, please take pity on me and understand how weak I am. You warned me, because between you and me, if we understand that God's right in front of us and He's listening to every single thing we say, and you really knew that God's listening to you and you're praying, how, why would you not wake up in the morning and start talking? It's because ourselves. It's because we have to save ourselves. We have to, we ourselves, our doubts in our own heads. We have doubts in our hearts. Give me one second, let me just get some more water. <coughs> we have our own doubts. We have doubts in our, in our minds. We have doubts. We, we have major doubts about our Creator. We have major doubts. And this is not a new thing, having doubts. This happened in Egypt. Having doubts, having a heart, your heart being divided. It's, it's something that happened in Egypt. And it happens to us all the time. This is why... <coughs> Even if you stop desiring, if you stop being hungry, what should you pray for? You should pray to save you from your own self. Ask your Creator for faith. Ask your Creator to save you. And this is what He's saying here. You've warned me to shut my eyes in this world completely. To look at, because sometimes what's happening, what, what, we're not, we're not just telling us here that the reason why we stop desiring is because we're too drawn to materialism. We're too drawn to materialism we're too drawn to other things. And we, 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 unfortunately, we become dependent. We become very, very depressed. 
because we don't emotionally we're not there or we or we're broken hearted and we stop we give up we give up we give up on our creator this is why it's very very important that you have to ask your creator save me from my own self i am the problem i am the solution i know i i, I do need to do better and this is why because it's only the way i'm looking at it we never want to say it's my creator you know, you, you gave me the wrong, you know, the wrong lot in life, or you, you, you know, you, all you're giving me is problems. You have to pray to your, pray to your creator, save me from my own self that I'm not looking at the situation the right way. I'm not finding the positivity in that situation. <coughs> Guys, excuse me for the cough, but that's what's going on. And it says, where in the world am I? Where in the world is my wisdom? Where's my common sense? Where's my mind? Didn't we only come in this world to master ourselves, to break our free will and to break our impulsiveness and to turn to you? So sometimes when we're not getting what we want, our job is just to say, create the world, save me, save me. Just like the Jews spoke in Egypt, save me from my own self, save me from myself. I want to do better, save me from myself. And this is why it's very, very important. Just even if you have, you're not hitting your expression and how much you want something. It's very, very valuable in heaven. It's your desire is the most, if I'm going to tell you right now, it's, if something that you're getting rewarded for, or you're not getting rewarded for, it's definitely, definitely desire. And this is something that we need to look into ourselves and ask ourselves how much, if we're not hitting certain obstacles, how much desire do we have in them? Also, we need to look at the obstacle itself and find positivity and to say, wow, if I'm having such a hard time, particularly with this issue, it's because there's so much potential in this issue that needs to be hit. That's finding the positivity and the desire instead of being discouraged and being you know, upset that you're not hitting these things. You could say, well, create the world. There's so much greatness on the other side of this. There's so much greatness on the other side of this obstacle. This is the reason why you send it to me. You're not sending it to me for to punish me. You're sending me to get me to desire it. You're giving me that desire in my heart. And when you look at things that way, even pain and even any kind of obstacle, you will find positivity in, in it instead of always taking every, every negative thing personal. And this is where the, 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 the more we take things personal, we, we give up and we lose hope and we don't have the mental strength to desire. But when we're able to go down to strain and to say, create the world, I want to desire you. I want things in life. I want, and you have to express it. It's not enough just to think about it or watch videos and, and motivational videos. You have to be able to express these situations too. And this is really how to find the, the positivity. So remember, the first step we spoke about is knowing that a, a loss, anytime we have a failure in our life, it's only for you to change procedure or perspective. Never take a failure personal. Don't always try to find uh, the positivity in failure. Failure always has a positivity. It's a tremendous lesson in. It's a tremendous lesson in life. Never take per. Never take a failure personal. Remember the difference between successful people. They take their failures and they put them underneath their feet. They. They. It makes them stronger. But people that are lose their successes because they take all their failures and they put them on their head, it wears them down, wears them down emotionally, physically, and emotionally. This is what you have to recognize. Take your failure, put them under the bottom, not on top. This is why our sages say that we get sneaky blessings. That means blessings don't come usually from the front door. 
they usually come dressed as the packaging is we don't like. It's a blessing, but we, unfortunately sometimes we don't like the packaging. And the second thing is obviously we really, really, really need to work on our desires. We really, really need to work on our, our tr creating a tremendous raton in our lives and connecting and allowing that pipeline of Shefa to come down. And the third thing, obviously, is when you see something misfortune in your life, take the opportunity to put Hashem as a partner in constriction. A breakup of a girl, a breakup. You have a breakup in a relationship. You could say, Hashem, you broke my heart, but you saved my soul. Even that has a positivity into it. Or, for example, you know, thank you for breaking up the breakup, because if it would have been in marriage, it would have been much worse. It's always a blessing in disguise, and, and you have to see that. And that's the problem is, this is why we have to pray. Save me from my own self. <laughs> That's when you pray, save me from my own self, then you see the bigger picture in life instead of always seeing things as a victim. I'm going to start taking some questions. Anybody have any questions so far on this? Anybody have any questions? I think somebody asked the question before, how do I trust guys again? How do I trust if somebody cheated on you again? Again, it's, you have to recognize that, that, you know, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to you. And you're going to have to recognize that. And, and this way, you go into a relationship and trust. You can trust and, and, you, and don't take it personal. It's, you, you, you can't remember. The worst thing to do is bring old stuff into new relationships. You know, how does a, for example, how does a, how does a stockbroker overcome a loss when he loses money one day? It's part of the process. Is there a specific prayer to overcome a deep shock or trauma? This, this, this book has many, many prayers on how to overcome trauma. But remember, the, you know, the best way to overcome trauma is to definitely create a meaning to it. <clears throat> create a higher meaning in that trauma. Recognize that the, trauma, the purpose of trauma is to make you, not to break you. So this book is a tremendous, has prayers on, 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 the, on these situations. <coughs> any more questions? Anybody have any more questions? Questions, if there's no more questions. If the first one was the moon complaining to the sun and the angels saying Adam is worthy of being equal, why is it our work to, to be good Jews and not the best Adam we can be? The first one was the moon complaining to the sun and the angels saying Adam is worthy of being equal. Why is that work? I mean, the issue with the moon was, I mean, Hashem created that. He, he apologized for what happened with the moon. And afterwards, he made Rosh Chodesh for the moon. So I think the, the whole purpose of the moon, the situation with the moon was anytime we use the moon is, is a time where Hashem makes a, uh, every Rosh Chodesh, Hashem makes a kapara. Hashem says, forgive me for the situation with the moon. So, Anytime it's Rosh Hardish, we can also take on to that energy and say, just like Hashem is doing tshuva, it's very hard to understand how Hashem is doing tshuva, but it's a, if He's doing tshuva, how much more are we able to be able to uh, do tshuva in that time? It's a, it, I think it was meant for, to show mercy to us that we can do tshuva if Hashem is doing tshuva. <clears throat> and we also need to understand that before the Midrash says, that before Hashem created the world, he, he, there was a lot, a lot of wor worlds that completely, completely were destroyed. So there's many, many, many ways to understand this concept. I think there was the best question. So hold on one second, Diana asked, asked the question. 
I believe that I will receive everything, but I want, sometimes I want to, I get down on myself, although I'm moving forward. How do I prevent that? How do I prevent this feeling? Again, you have to, you have to, Diana, the best thing to do is really, really surrender the outcome. I'm also a very high achiever. I also want to, things that might time, but you have to understand, you have to, everything has its right time. And just like when you get things fast, <clears throat> all of a sudden, sometimes we become too arrogant and we think it's us doing it. So sometimes he makes, he makes us wait and then he gives it to us <coughs> to show us that it's really him giving to us. So sometimes you have to be very patient and surrender the outcome. You have to surrender the outcome. Because sometimes when, you, <coughs> when we're walking around with expectations, you know, all of a sudden you can be blessed with so many things. Next thing you know, you have resentment because something didn't go your way. Right away. <clears throat> Next question. Okay, he's not saying here, I think Dave is asking, if Hashem won't come to a place that is depressed, why make him a partner? He's not saying <clears throat> depression. He's saying distress. Depression is, I gave up on the situation, it's not fair. No, he's talking about distress. It's an opportunity where there's lack of clarity, where there's, it's a symptom. It's a lack of clarity. It's not a depression. It's a dis distress. We are all distressed in life. We all go through situations. Depression and distress is a completely different, is a different thing. Any other questions? At the end of the life, can you please name the, the books? Yes. <clears throat> this book is called The Garden of Souls. Okay, this book is great for pain, trauma, <clears throat> any kind of bittle. <coughs> the New Light is a great book for yearning. This is a great book for yearning, building desire, talking about desire. Um, you know, he'll, he'll go into this chapter many times on, <clears throat> for example, a person can't wake up to sleep. Or if a person's, for example, let's, let's, let's just talk about a, a subject. For example, let's say a person has a hard time finding joy in his life. So what is he going to do? Rabbi Rush does, okay, what, what are the positivities of having joy? And what are the negativities of not having joy? So for example, the positivities of having joy. If you have joy, your heart is open. When you have joy, your prayers will be answered. When you have joy, you'll have healing. When you have joy, you'll be able to serve Hashem with love. When you have joy, you'll be able to have faith. You'll, have, you'll, you'll be able to see the purpose of this world. You'll be able to be uh, spiritually pure. When you're joyful, you'll emerge from exile. When you're joy, joyful, you're going, to have, you're going to sweeten judgments. So now he takes all the positive of joy. Okay, so he takes all the sources in the Torah where joy, all the benefits of joy, and now he's saying, okay, what happens if I don't have joy? If I don't have joy, I'm going to be weak. He's going to experience weakness. He's going to experience suffering, judgments. Arguments, fears, fires, disgrace, pain in his heart. So all of a sudden he'll take the pros of being joy, the negative of not being joy, not being happy, and then from there he's, he's going to say, he's going to say, Master of the universe, I've learned when I become depressed, you are not with me. Help me distance myself from depression as much as I can. Help me remember that depression is a great sin. And help me remember that I cannot succeed in anything when I'm, when I'm depressed. 
completely eradicate my depression. Have compassion on me. Help me. Help me to acquire the trait of joy. Help me to remember to great mitzvah to be happy. Help me, help me, help me with my evil inclination that constantly wants to make me sad. May I always remember that when, when a person is joyful, he succeeds in everything. Most importantly, he succeeds in his prayer. He, his prayer is accepted. He's going to in faith. Therefore, advise me and teach me how to be joyful. This is just an example. Just an example of how he takes the pros of an object and he takes the cons of it. And then builds desire on, please, God, I need joy in my life. I need joy in my life. And, and now he'll express himself. So this is exactly what we need to do. If there's an area in your life <clears throat> that you're struggling with, you need to take the pros of that, 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 what are the pros of having this? What are the negatives of having this? <clears throat> and then pray, desires to, to say, Hashem, my, my whole life depends upon me having joy in my life. This is exactly a good example on what desire means. You know, take the pros, take the cons, and then make a prayer like that. And this prayer has, this book has, has, has pretty much all of it. Um, it also talks about, you know, breaking one's sleep. If a person has, you know, starting to sleep, you know, has a problem with sleep. Same thing, developing that. How does one increase one's joy? I think Miriam's asking. This is another, another thing. First, you need perspective, but second, also, you need to pray. Hashem, give me simcha. Give me emunah. You know, give, give, you have to pray for these things. We don't, they don't just, you, know, you don't just get them, obviously. You, opposite. We're more, prone, we're more prone to negativity. So we have to fight for happiness today. And you, when you fight for happiness, you have to ask your Creator to give it to you. <clears throat> just like we ask our Creator every single day. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. You have to ask them also for joy. All right. Anything else? Or we'll stop the class. <clears throat> Good. Okay, guys. Guys, have a great night. I'm sorry I'm going to cut the class a little short because of the cough. But may everybody have a tremendous ratzon. And remember whether this is shalom bayit, this is weight, this is any kind of situation in your life that you're struggling with. You have to recognize, very, very important, that these, you have doubts in your heart, you have to scream out to God, God, please help me with the doubts in my heart. Express to you, always express constantly what's in your heart through desire. Desire is one of the greatest things and the greatest levels that we can, we can attach. And it's one of the things that we really, really need. May everybody have a good night. Hashem should bless all of us. Thank God I'm okay. I'm just, just a little cough. It's okay. So have a great night, guys.